0: Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Influencer Podcast. It is your friend, Julie Solomon here, and we are rocking and rolling with our Best Of series. Now, we have been doing these for the last couple of weeks, and um, if you don't know what they are, if you're new, hello, welcome. We love that you're here. And welcome to our best of series. So, this is a series that we do at the end of every year to showcase our best episodes covering the topics that really matter to you most. And today we are diving into all things influence, specifically how to build an influence. Now, this is a great episode to listen to if you want all the best influence building strategies and techniques that have ever been shared on this podcast. So, we're gonna be talking to the amazing Gal Meets Glam about how to become a global fashion influencer. How they quit their jobs and became full-time influencers, how to become an influencer or really just someone with more influence and impact, how to find your purpose, clarify your strategy and up level the influence that you have already created. And how to avoid some mistakes that people can make when they are trying to tap into a new arena of impact and income. And if that sounds like you, if you are someone who has influence, you have built and laid the foundation of what it means to have influential success, you're just kind of missing this little thing that is The key to really creating lasting influence, and that is the impact and the recognition piece. People have to know who you are. They have to know what it is that you're offering them. And you have to have the right relationships that you need in order to take it to that next level. And that is what we do inside My Shine Mastermind. We help people connect with the right people so they can build an impact and an influence that they have only dreamed possible until then. Now, this is for experienced leaders, for entrepreneurs, for people who have been in the game for a minute, but they are ready to take everything that they've done and really propel it to the next level. And that's what we do inside Shine. That's how we help our incredible members. And if you want to hear more about that, all you have to do is go to juliesolomon.net slash Shine to learn about the mastermind and to get your invitation to apply, to learn about that process. And in the meantime, we will dive in to the best of influence. Let's get to it. Hello, and welcome to the influencer podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon, business coach and brand expert. I invite you to join millions of our other listeners in building a brand that is influential, loved by the masses and worth millions The Influencer Podcast is the only resource you need to start, grow, and scale the brand and business of your wildest dreams. Discover why people all over the world call The Influencer Podcast their go-to for all things branding, influence, and marketing. That's what you want to get your hands on, right? In case you don't know who I am, I am Julie Solomon. I am a 32-year-old mom of one living in Los Angeles with my husband, actor Jonathan Sheck, and our son Camden. I am a New York Times best-selling publicist, entrepreneur, and blogger. I am originally from a teeny tiny town in Tennessee called McMinnville, but spent the better part of my childhood and teen years growing up in Nashville, Tennessee, After graduating from the University of Tennessee, I landed my first job in New York City, working under one of the top music publicists in the country, and getting to work on some incredible Grammy award-winning projects with artists including Lenny Kravitz, Stone Temple Pilots, Pink, Maroon 5, and many more. In 2010, I moved back to Nashville and started working for Thomas Nelson Publishers, which is one of the leading publishing houses in the world and has since been acquired by HarperCollins Publishers. There, I was under the leadership of a massive business king whom you might know very well in this podcast space, an online marketing guru and founder of one of the most popular podcasts in the country, This Is Your Life, Michael Hyatt. And there, I worked with dozens of best-selling authors and spearheaded book campaigns, selling over 100 million copies worldwide. A few years later, I joined forces with fellow book publicist, Beth Hood Fromm, and together we co-founded OMG Publicity, which we still actively run today. Our company focuses on managing publicity campaigns for authors, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs, and our clients include Simon & Schuster, HarperCollins, and some best-selling authors in the faith-based and leadership realm. And now I can't let an episode go by without sharing my mastermind shine with you because I want to make sure to invite you if you feel called to be a part of it. And shine is important. And the reason why is because it truly is a huge part of my life's work, my life's mission, what I am here to do. And if anything about me or my work or my service has called you in or attracted you to be listening to this episode right now, even if it's the first episode that you've ever listened to, or if you have been one of my incredible and avid community members and listeners of this podcast for years, there is something that is connecting you and I together. And the way in which I take that connection and work with it in a higher way to bring more impact into the world is through Shine. Shine is my mastermind that helps leaders, executives, and experts become globally known, highly influential, and it helps them create iconic success. And it's no secret that impact, influence, exposure, all of the things that we talk about on this podcast is exactly what is needed to create that massive brand recognition that you crave. And that's what we make happen inside Shine. My mesho- my mission with Shine is really simple. I want to help you become known as the absolute best at what you do. And I do this by helping you garner opportunities for yourself. You know, ones that maybe you feel like aren't even possible for you. But I help you tap into that. Book deals, speaking on coveted stages, collaborating with the best in the industry. For that next level of growth and exposure for your name and your brand. And the reason why I do this is because I've been able to do this for myself. And I love to reflect and teach and serve on the things that I have been actually able to accomplish. I'm a true believer in that, that you, if you want to do something, you have to go and either learn it or figure out how to do it from someone who has actually done what it is that you're trying to do. And so if you are tired, of not being known or recognized at a greater capacity and would like to start really stepping into those bigger opportunities, whether it's more media for yourself, um, networking at a higher level, level, collaborating with partners on a larger scale, then I would love for you to join Shine. And really at the end of the day, success can be defined in so many different ways. But for me, Success is truly all in who you know and who you surround yourself with. And so I want to make sure that you're doing that the right way. So you can head over to juliesolomon.net slash shine to get your exclusive invitation. Now we are closing the doors to shine on January 31st and our first virtual workshop, which is going to be amazing, is happening on January 15th. So if this is something that you feel called to do, if you're interested, if you're curious, you want to make sure to get in before, I would say January 15th, at the absolute latest, January 31st. Doors are closed, no exceptions after that point. Again, juliesolomon.net slash shine will give you all of the information that you need, and you can get your hands on your exclusive invitation there. And I would love, love, love to have you join us. A few years ago, about six months after having my son, I started a blog as a way to connect with fellow working mothers here in LA. I had moved here and, you know, wanted to find a way to connect with other women who could understand what I was kind of going through in this stage of my life. And I quickly realized there were so many amazing creative women out there that I wanted to be able to serve. So from that, I developed a workshop-style business blog, JulieSolomon.net and a consulting program called Pitch It Perfect, which teaches action-based online marketing, public relations, and branding to bloggers and influencers through the strategy of pitching. I've grown an online following through sharing my knowledge and expertise of PR and digital marketing, and I love to educate entrepreneurs on how to leverage pitching, publicity, and marketing so they can, too, grow their brand, business, and income. I am so excited to use this podcast to really dig into a topic that I've covered extensively throughout my years of working with dozens of best-selling authors, thought leaders, and highly successful industry elites, and that is the topic of influence. The Influencer Podcast is a weekly podcast that explores the secrets behind the careers of today's top social influencers, and guests join me in a conversation of how they engage, persuade, and grow their own unique influence. I interview people whom I know personally to make sure the conversations are as real and authentic as they can possibly be and will truly drive home action-based wisdom that will help you navigate your own passions. There is major knowledge in every episode and the guests are beyond inspiring. You will walk away with tangible wisdom that you can apply to your life and business right away. I'm thrilled to get into the minds of such brilliant people on a weekly basis and use what I've learned as a journalist, strategist, and publicist to bring out all the juicy tidbits of influencer success. So perhaps you showed up today because you have been following along on my website, or maybe you stumbled upon this through an iTunes search. Whatever the reason, I do believe that you are here to better understand yourself, your brand, and how you can marry the two for utmost productivity. So I want to start our conversation today with a question for you. Do you ever wish that you were more persuasive? Whether you want to win over a new client, a CEO, or just a new friend, being able to influence another person in an honest, ethical, and authentic way is one of the major keys to success. So if you said yes to my question, you may be wondering, well, sure, but how do I master this? It really does come down to influence and clearly defining that and how it works best with your personality. So the term influence literally means to move a person or persons into a desired action. Now, sometimes this can rub people the wrong way as they will take the idea of influence as some form of manipulation. But I see influence as more of a persuasion, which to me is not a negative at all. I do see manipulation as more of a control that does not really consider the outcome of the greater good. It's really more self-serving, whereas persuasion is more to enhance or serve the lives of others more effectively. It's more of a win-win. So when it comes to the power of persuasion and why it's so important to the idea of influence, it's that people who understand human motivation and effective persuasion understand how people tick and most importantly, what makes people move to a desired action. A persuader is keenly aware that for them to win, the other person has to win as well. They know that in order to influence, they must be a solution provider. And when you feel persuaded by someone that makes you feel as if you have won, that makes you feel happy, successful, purposeful, and then you are so likely to buy into what that person is selling time and time again. And one of my favorite authors, Bob Berg, talks about this a lot in his book, Adversaries into Allies, Win People Over Without Manipulation or Coercion. And I'll leave a link in the show notes if you want to check that out. But with this said, still so many people see sales or marketing or getting your idea out into the world as some form of pushy selling manipulation. So I want to go into how you can best reframe your idea of selling in a way that serves your goals and the needs of those that you want to influence. It's really important for influencers who may be afraid to sell to redefine their idea of selling. So many influencers and authors and clients that I've come across always say to me, "I don't want to come across as selling something." And my question to them is always, "But why?" If you look at selling as something that you do to someone, If you define selling as coercing someone into buying something they don't really need or value, well then of course you don't wanna sell. What purpose does that serve? But if you can retrain your brain to reframe the idea of selling and really look at selling at its core essence, which is just finding out what someone wants or needs and helping them get that. When you can look at it in that way, you can feel great about selling and using your influence to sell because you know you are providing a service to that person. I always tell my clients to remember that it is a service, not a sell. I want to share a few simple tips on how you can grow your own business with positive influence and persuasion. First is having a motivation that matters to you. In order to motivate an audience or a consumer base or a tribe of followers, Your product, service, and voice must truly be your own, meaning you must be passionate and love what it is that you are sharing. For example, let's say that you wanted to start a food blog. You would first need to ask yourself, do I really enjoy food and want to cook every day? If you don't really love cooking and creating recipes, then you probably won't be excited to share it. The only way that we can truly influence others is to be authentically passionate and motivated by what we are sharing. The next is service, because really at the end of the day, everyone, it has nothing to do with you. What you share has nothing to do with you and everything to do with whom you are sharing with. Meaning, if you are a food blogger and you come to find that your audience resonates more when you blog about meals that take, say, under 20 minutes to prepare, as opposed to meals that take two hours to prepare, then you should focus more on serving your audience with that time-efficient meal instead of the time-consuming meal. Now, could you personally like the more time-consuming meal? Sure, but your blog is not about you. You didn't create the blog to only serve yourself. You didn't create the blog to only read it yourself. Your 20-minute recipe should still inspire and motivate you, while at the same time creating an optimal service for your reader. This is the biggest change that I see when it comes to influencing, and when you start making it less about you, more about your audience, your entire engagement will change. Next is that you always want to make sure to create content with choice and value. As we know, content is gold, but how it is received is what allows you to truly shine. Make sure your content creates a choice for your reader by also providing value. As human beings, we all know that we have the freedom of choice. And as influencers, we must always let our tribe know that choice can be found in the content that we are sharing. Some people may always be interested in what you have to say and become loyal supporters, which is amazing. Other people may pull from multiple influencers to figure out who they align with and trust. There's going to be other people out there who just may be years away from building that trust and loyalty with you. In order to fuse the gap on these three variations for your ideal audience, you need to create content that honors the variances in each person's situation and offer content choices conducive to each. This goes back to the persuasion idea that we were discussing earlier. For example, at the end of each content that you create, don't assume that you know what the next step should be and force your buyer to take that. It's always good to offer options instead as that lets you understand your audience more as well as testing out what works best for your content. Another great tip is to remember the idea and the art of attracting and repelling. Do you ever feel like you were just screaming your brand out to the world, but no one is listening? No one's following, no one's engaging, you're not selling anything, your business isn't growing. It could be because you were trying to talk to everybody or you are talking to the wrong people. Your number one goal when it comes to cultivating your audience should be to attract the ones who are going to drink your Kool-Aid while at the same time repelling those who never will. This, my friends, is why a following number on social media does not matter. So, how do you attract those who will value your service the most? by providing them with a knowledge, skill set, and outlook that's unique and hard to find anywhere else. If you're doing the same thing that everyone else is doing, you will not stick out among the saturation. As creators, we often don't have a huge team to build our business, but that doesn't mean that we have to do it alone. Kajabi gives you all the tools that you need to build a profitable business. Kajabi is your all-in-one platform for digital products designed for creators to create, market, and sell their digital content no matter your niche. Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, passions, and experiences into enriching online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, thriving communities, personalized coaching, and so much more. Now, there is a reason why Kajabi has been the go to place for over a decade for so many creators. And you guys know how much I love data. You hear me talk about it all the time on this podcast the importance of analytics. With Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates. With Kajabi, you also get robust analytics easy payment options, email marketing tools and customizable website templates all built in. The best part, you don't need a huge audience to make sustainable income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com/influencer. That's k a j a b i.com/influencer. Kajabi.com slash influencer and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $6 billion. Now, we know that running a small business is no feat, but our friends at JustWorks are here to make it a whole lot easier for us. JustWorks software automates HR for both employees and admins. As a reliable and flexible platform, Just work earns back time so you can focus on running your business with big confidence. Signing up is a breeze in just 30 minutes. You can set up payroll that streamlines paying your team, saves time and mitigates errors and it's desktop and mobile friendly. Plus you can get ready to pay yourself and your amazing team in as little as two business days. That is the kind of speed and efficiency that we need as small businesses. You can even integrate time tracking and benefits that support running your small business with ease. Don't miss your chance to get one month free by visiting justworks.com slash influencer. Secure the limited time offer and start letting JustWorks run your payroll so you don't have to. Start your free month now at justworks.com slash influencer. Now. Just as important as it is to attract your ideal audience, you have to 200% repel those who are not potential audience members. What's the best way to do that? Well, (laughs) have an opinion. So many people are afraid to truly have an opinion because they want to appeal to everybody. But I'm telling you, if you're talking to everybody, you are talking to nobody. Speak up and show up about how fabulous your service is, why it matters, how it serves, and why you are the go-to leader in your field. I became a leader in my field of digital marketing, PR, and blogging simply because I said that I was, and I had the experience to back it up. Now, if this rubs people the wrong way, even better, because when you repel those who aren't being influenced by you anyway... Then your audience becomes even more loyal to what you are creating, which creates an even greater influence. Your audience will support you, I promise. So now we'll wrap this up with engagement. In order to influence, you have to engage. And it really does go hand in hand. If you're on social media, take about 10 minutes every day to ask your community questions. Become a supporter of who supports you by following them back learning about them, engaging in their posts and what they have to say. And the same can be true for when you're in a networking situation, whether it be in person or at a conference, you know, share comments and leave comments that are genuine and cultivate a conversation. Repost photos that may share that, you know, visually representation of you and your tribe. Engagement is a two-way street and you can't expect to win if you aren't playing the game yourself. Now, one question that I ask every guest on this podcast at the end of each episode is what does influence mean to you? So for this first episode, I feel that I should answer this as well. Influence to me means to awaken that magic within. Influence is what encourages power and determination to create, perform, and share in a more connective way. It is my desire to encourage you to awaken your own unique brilliance from within and let that be the driving force for you to influence the world around you in a way that is meaningful, purposeful, and connective. Today, I am chatting with the amazing Julia Engel of Gal Meets Glam. She's been named on the Forbes Top 30 Influencer List and Fashionista's 20 Most Influential Style Bloggers, has a following of 1.2 million, and has her own dress collection featured in Nordstrom. So you know she's doing something right. But what really makes Julia stand out is her dedication to really staying true to herself and really being able to think outside the box and innovate. On the show, Joya and her then-boyfriend, now-husband Thomas, are sharing the steps that they took to build a wildly successful, profitable brand and business. They talk about honing in on your passions, listening to your audience, making and embracing mistakes, and so much more. Not to mention, the story of how they got started together is pretty cool. So whether you dream of starting your own blog one day, or you have one right now, and you're just looking for ways to really turn it into more of a business, this episode is for you. Whenever we have someone on who has really been able to take this online thing and really turn it into a sustainable, profitable business, you know, of course they want to know the secrets and the step-by-steps and the nitty-gritties, but as you both know there is really no secret and it's just it's it's a lot of work it's a lot of endurance it's a lot of mind and grinding it's a lot of testing so i would love if you guys could take us back to kind of that time if you remember of testing and i know that this industry was much different in 2011 12 and 13 than it is now but how were you able to really navigate that time of your blog of, of really, um, niching down, because I love what you mentioned, Thomas, with, with passions. And I I hear that a lot from our listeners that a lot of them have a lot of passions and they kind of want to create content around all the things, if you will. But as you, both I'm sure know that if you kind of try to do everything you kind of end up doing nothing. So I would love if you could walk us through how that navigation of niching down was for you and how you were able to really figure out what your purpose was and and to really make the the passions that you had align with that.
1: Yeah, so I think one of the most important things we ever did was realize why our readers were coming to us. And really focusing on that and and what sort of made us special because there's so there and even back then there were, you know, many, many blogs and websites and 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 lots of interesting people doing interesting things. Um and, and the coolest part about a blog or you know, an influencer, an Instagrammer now is that you are your own uniqueness. You know, nobody can be you, even if they try and replicate your style or try and edit their photos similar. They aren't you. They don't have your personality. So we we quickly realized like that's what makes us different. It is me and and my point of view. So I really honed in on that and never and never wavered. I never tried to do what was cool at the moment or what was trending at the moment. Um, I always stuck to what I liked. Um, what made sense for me, and I sort of put blinders on and and just. Focused honestly, and um, um we made a list of everything that we were passionate about and that we thought in return our readers would be passionate about, and then also made a list of the things that we're not passionate about and you know we we don't find ourselves experts in and that we don't think we should cover, so you know we didn't want to be a full lifestyle brand with cooking and home decor and travel and fashion and beauty and you know, we said, okay, these are the things that we're good at. These are the things that we know how to talk about. These are the things that we're passionate about. Um, so let's focus on these instead of trying, trying to dabble in everything. Even though, you know, I'm sure our, our reader would be interested in, in some of the others, we just aren't as skilled and knowledgeable, and we can't be seen as experts in those fields. Mm-hmm. So um, let's hone in on the things that we believe that we can be experts in.
0: I love that. And I love that you mentioned um, really kind of navigating through what all of those passions were and then figuring out which ones you thought would be the most viable. When you were talking about Figuring out who your audience was and and really how you could show up to serve that person. How did you do that? Were there surveys that you did, were there questions that you asked your audience? How did you kind of navigate that to figure out, okay, this is this is who our primary audience is, and this is what she needs, and this is how she struggles, and this is how we can show up to serve her?
2: I think you know it really comes from at the very core of it being a, a conversation, you know, Julia still answers people on on direct messages she still reads every single comment that comes through on the blog so i think that's probably like just listening to people and seeing what kind of reactions people have even though it's probably like it doesn't scale at all like it it consumes a lot of julia's time she still focuses on how can i listen to our readers like what are they saying um and how can i continue the conversation so it starts from there and then, you know, we're also seeing on the analytics side, like, what are people actually responding to? Um, you know, and that's where I kind of come in is, you know, every single month we're still planning out our content and we're, we're very strategic about our content. And, you know, we'll look at previous months or look at previous years and see what's done well in the past and then figure out how we can find a new way of, of tweaking a topic or introducing a new topic and see how that does.
1: Yeah, and we and we have tried new things to try and introduce it and have done a mini series or brought on somebody to contribute and just to test and see how things go because you have to try new things in order to figure out you know what's working and what's not and it's allowed us to um, tweak and change what we've been doing over time. Is the I would say the most consistent thing that I see that people don't do is try new things, try new content. They're like, this is what worked last year. So I'm going to do that again this year. Mm -hmm. And they're not trying to sort of um, uh, tweak it and change it and make it different every time. Um, And I mean, it's hard. You know, content is only as, as good as your, the last, piece you posted, you know, mm-hmm. people have such a, uh, short attention spans yeah. and it can feel like you're putting all of this work into a post that really only lives for 24 hours, even though, you know, a, a piece of content can live much longer. Um, you know, there is so, there's so many pieces being posted constantly every single day. I think Thomas calculated once and what was it we post, um, How many pieces of content a week?
2: I think it was like 35 to 40 individual pieces of content.
1: You know, with emails and blog posts and Instagrams and and everything. And that doesn't even include Instagram stories. So it can feel like, okay, what worked last time? Let's do that again. But you do need to keep sort of... keeping it fresh and and updated, which can be hard.
0: Mm -hmm. It can be. And that's part of the, I think that like resilience piece. And, and I love that you mentioned the testing because I think that that is extremely important as well. Um, I would love to talk about monetization for, uh, for a little bit, because I know that, that your journey, um, of of monetizing your business has definitely evolved um you know i um you, you probably and, and i would love for you to kind of share when you started out cuz obviously you have your own clothing line now so it's a little bit different um but i love that journey because i'm always a huge proponent of telling my listeners that if the only thing that you're doing is relying on affiliate links or relying on brand deals to make a living, you're gonna hit a wall at some point. I'm a huge proponent in teaching listeners, um, aspiring bloggers and influencers, how to actually create their own products and services. Therefore, their income is not contingent on someone else you know, giving them money essentially. So I would love if you could kind of walk us through your journey of that. Um, and when you first kind of started and you, you first were able to monetize your blog, was that through affiliate links? Was that through you pitching brands? Was that through brands coming to you? Was it a culmination of those things? And then how did that evolve to now to you creating your own product line?
1: In the beginning it was a mixture of banner ads because at the time banner ads were huge. Really funny to think about that now. Mm-hmm. And I would say probably within a year after I started Reward style came out and they became, you know, the influencer affiliate program because it was so easy to use and they just made it really user friendly, easy to understand and they had you know, all of the, all of the retailers that, um, most of the influencers were linking to at the time on there. So that was really how I started monetizing was through banner ads and affiliate marketing and a few sponsored posts here and there. They were much smaller scale at the time. The budgets were much smaller, you know, at the time, most companies didn't have influencer. Um, Focused marketing mm-hmm. uh, people on their team, so it at you know a lot of the time the marketing teams were trying to scrape together money to convince their you know their um, bosses and companies to work with influencers, so it was interesting trying to convince people at the time to work with us. I never really reached out to brands because. Again, I didn't start this out to make money and I didn't start it out to make, to build a business. And so by the time I realized, oh, wow, I I could turn this into a business, I sort of had those opportunities coming my way. Mm. And that's what convinced me to leave my job at the time was because I had a lot lot of opportunities that were just coming to me and I was making more on my blog than I was at my full-time job. But it was never my plan to leave my job, and I never set myself up necessarily so that I could um so i did I was very lucky in that sense that of the timing of when I started and and the fact that I was smart about the content that I was creating, I was specific to the brand that i I sort of had built without even knowing mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. So it was just sort of a mix of things. And then I would say the it's evolved a lot. Obviously, you know, banner ads don't really exist anymore. As, not for us, at least. Um, affiliate marketing, while it is still a important part of our business.
2: Especially it, on the data
1: side. Yeah, especially on the data side. To us, it's more important to see what's selling how many clicks things are getting, what retailers are the most important or drive the most sales or are resonating the most with our readers um, over the sales that are coming from that. Well, it is a good amount of money. Um, I would say the long-term partnerships that we have with brands are are the most fulfilling and rewarding and um, both personally creating content and the connection with our readers and also, um, monetarily too.
0: And that's such a a great point, um, that you, that you both just made that, um, I don't think a lot of listeners really think about that. They, they do affiliate links just to monetize and make money and they're not really looking at the analytics deep enough. Um, so for any of those listening If you've ever had the idea or the dream to create your own product or service, but you may not know what that could potentially be, a great place to start to figure that out would be your analytics. See what your audience is already buying from you that you could potentially curate on your own. I think that that's a great takeaway. And I would love to also know from you Looking back on it now, um, because as we've mentioned a few times now, the space is completely different. And I know that that's probably very frustrating for a lot of people here that are trying to get into the space now. If you were getting into the space now, what would you do to stick out among the saturation and to really differentiate yourself from the the marketplace?
1: I mean, we always say the biggest piece of advice that we can share is to think about and to start from the point of what do I have to offer a, a, you know, a community or a readership. If people, you know, were to come to me, what do I have to offer to them? Because I think a lot of people now sort of see the success of people who started a long time ago, and they say, I want to make that kind of money, or I want to have Free things, or I want I want to travel, or you know whatever they see from Instagram or um, or blogs these days. And so instead of focusing on what they can offer or create, they're focusing on what they get out of it. And I'm not saying everybody does that, but um, you know it's important to think about that and think why you're star- why you're starting because there should be that genuine feeling of wanting to connect and offer something to others in order to build a long lasting partnership. You know I think there's a lot of reasons why people start now and and that's totally fine. You know somebody can start because maybe they they want it to be a side thing and they love fashion and they really just want to monetize their outfits because, you know, why not? They're already posting them to Instagram and people are asking them and it makes sense and and if that's you know, something that they want to create and do on the side, I think that's amazing and really smart. But if you want to build a brand that is bigger than yourself and, and can be long-lasting and be much more than um, an affiliate or a sponsorship, you do have to think about why are people going to come to you and what will keep them coming back? Um, because that that's going to create something that is much more tangible and long-lasting than, um, than a, an affiliate sale.
2: And also approach it with a long-term kind of vision. Um, because a lot of the times, we often do things you know, we talked about analytics. And if we just followed the analytics on, like, let's say on Instagram, we would just post pictures of Julia and me because those perform the best of <laughs> course but like sometimes we post a lot of scenery images, things that add to the overall brand and the overall aesthetic of what we're trying to create. And those aren't going to drive, you know, we're not going to sell anything in a scenery image, but when someone lands on your profile, it tells more of a story about who you are and, and what you stand for. And I think, you know, if you can control- And it doesn't have
1: to be a scenery image. It can right. be just anything that's not necessarily selling or driving or there's not there doesn't have to be, you know, something that you're getting out of it by posting it. Right. Um, you know, since I sort of like deeper connection or meeting or you know, whether you want to inspire somebody or make them feel better that day. Just anything really um that feels right for you to post, that feels natural for you to post.
0: Since I am all about habits and routines and goals for the new year, let's talk about healthy eating. Now, obviously, this is a hot topic for so many of us right now because I know that so many people are looking to revamp their eating habits in the new year. But I think so often we fall short because of a few things. One, it can be really time consuming to cook fresh meals every day, especially as a parent. Two, it can be time consuming and difficult to prepare and go to the grocery store and just have all the ingredients that we need for the week. And so, if you're anything like me, what tends to happen is that we fall back on old habits of just ordering out all of our meals or snacking around meals or just grabbing whatever we find in the pantry and not really giving our bodies the nourishment that we need. But a really simple solution that I have found for the new year is HelloFresh. Whether you want to save money, eat better, or stress less, HelloFresh is here to help you do all three. Imagine having farm-fresh ingredients and chef-crafted recipes delivered to your doorstep, no grocery store chaos. Also, what I love about HelloFresh is that everything comes pre-portioned right to your doorstep, which is a huge perk for me because of the time savings, and there's less hassle and less wasted food. Another perk with me, because with two small kids in the house, it is so easy for us to waste food. Food, and that drives me crazy. And even if there are nights where you barely have any time to cook, what you can do is check out their lineup of 15 minute recipes, which are amazing. These are great for those nights when you're just trying to catch up on all the duties and you just need a healthy but quick option. I made a really good chicken dish the other night, and they also have some good vegan options. My husband is also gluten free. So they have something for everybody, regardless of what your dietary preferences may be. And this is huge for. For so many of us, as I know. Now, here is the big news HelloFresh understands the breakfast game and how important getting protein first thing in the morning is. So, HelloFresh is giving all subscribers free breakfast for life. Yes, you heard it right. A free breakfast item with every single delivery. I mean, who wouldn't want to wake up to that? We all know the importance of breakfast and getting that protein fix in the morning. And the fact that I just don't have to think about it just made HelloFresh a no brainer for me this year. So that means you will enjoy a totally free breakfast item with every single HelloFresh delivery. So go to HelloFresh.com slash influencer free and use code influencer free for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while the subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at hellofresh.com slash influencer free with the code influencer free. Check it out and find out why HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. Thank you for that. I know you've got me like thinking because it is so true to really want to show that 360 view of your brand and of your life. And it may not, even if it's a flat lay or food or scenery, as you mentioned, it may not from a, from a data standpoint, have the most impressions or engagement, but it's still telling the story. And that's what I really took away from that, from what you just said.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, it's easy to get caught up and frustrated by Instagram. And I know a lot of people feel that way. And, and sometimes we feel that way too, but at the end of the day if you're sharing and posting the things that you love and you think represent your brand i think that's way more important than just posting things that you've seen other people post and it did well for them so maybe you should post it too mm. um and and you know obviously you want to be able to gain people's attention and drive them to whatever sort of channel you're trying to drive them to but At the end of the day, again, if you want to create a long-lasting brand, like, stick to those brand values and what you stand for and don't sort of give in to what's, you know, popular or selling at the moment.
0: Now, if you love a good success story as much as I do, then you're going to love today's episode. Stephanie and Caleb Rouse are the husband and wife team behind stephanierouse.com, a lifestyle brand and blog dedicated to showing women that they are love beyond measure just as they are. Stephanie and Caleb got their start in wedding photography and have since parlayed their talents to build an aesthetically stunning platform that teaches others the art of photography. They also put their master's in marriage and family therapy and education to good use, teaching women how to cultivate their ideal relationship while also staying true to themselves and really creating a long-lasting connection with their partner. I first met Stephanie and Caleb when they enrolled as students in Pidget Perfect, and I've really loved seeing them grow throughout the process. Using the strategies that I teach in Pidget Perfect, Stephanie and Caleb have grown their business tripled. In fact, they've seen so much success that they were able to quit their day jobs and go full-time in just three months. They've secured thousands of dollars in brand deals, grown their Instagram from 40,000 to over 140,000, and brought on an agent to manage their brand relations so they can continue to focus on what they do best, which is growth. And this all happened, guys, in just one year. Today they're sharing a sneak peek into exactly how they did it and also how Pitch It Perfect helped them get there. We're also chatting about the benefits of having a personal brand, plus how to actually grow that brand, know your worth, and feel confident pitching brands. Pitch a Perfect
3: was such a big part of our growth and empowering us. So it's so amazing to be talking to you and everyone that's listening. So um, I'm Stephanie and my husband is Caleb.
4: Yes. (laughs) And we run a uh, lifestyle and travel blog that uh, talks about just like our experiences and uh, a little bit about our life. And uh, how we got kind of connected was I actually started listening to your podcast. I think it was the episode before, uh, I think it was Puno who was talking about People Map.
0: Yeah, yeah. Way
4: back. And that's how I initially got connected with you. I was like, hey, I want to start, you know, doing this whole brand thing. And I was like, I don't know where to start. And so I just like typed in, I think like, influencer information or something. And I came across your podcast and I started listening and I was like, man, this is like so good. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And And he
3: showed me right away. He's like, Steph, you have to listen to this. This is amazing. And
4: yeah, I listened to it every single day on my way home from my day job and it's, which is like a 45 minute commute. So it's like perfect. I've listened to like an episode almost a day and just got so much valuable information for kind of how we wanted to transition, you know, what we did into working with brands.
0: Amazing. So kind of share a little bit of, of your journey, I guess, when you first started and some of the challenges and the issues that you might've been facing, or, you know, maybe you kind of hit a wall and, you know, kind of before you decided to dive into Pitch It Perfect, kind of what did, what did all of that look like for you?
3: Yeah. So, for Caleb and I, we always had this dream to, we, when we first got married, we actually worked full-time together, um, as teachers. And when I just felt like that wasn't where I was supposed to be in the classroom, um, I kept saying to Caleb, I really want to go full-time creating our own company with all the different skills and things we have. So my master's is in marriage and family therapy and Caleb's master's is in education. And so we're like, how can we use that to really serve people well and share about our relationship, like relationships that we're passionate about and our faith journey and different things like that. So we always just love taking pictures. We would just take pictures and travel a lot just in our own.
4: marriage, (laughs) Like everywhere we went, I mean, we love like seeing new places. So we just like wanted to take you know, photos every single place we went to and we'd always like take our tripod and like snap photos. And then like, and it was before
3: blogging. Like we didn't blog it. We just did it for our own, like for fun,
4: (laughs) for fun. And like people kind of like make fun of us, which is why we never really pursued that. Like our friends were like, what are you guys doing with that? And, so we just never really did anything, but then when Stephanie wanted to start, you know, her own business, we decided to make a photography business. So that was kind of like our introduction into starting our own company.
3: Yeah, and so I started posting about like the couples we were shooting on Instagram, and just our own personal stories, and because I always loved photography, that's why I was always taking pictures of Caleb and I, and then just of couples. And uh, it was crazy. The our company was actually called something different. It was like uh it was called Unshakable Crown, which is our names put together. Which is no longer the name of our company. It's the meaning of our names put together, and we really decided. Okay, we saw such a huge like ro- Anytime we posted something about our story and yeah. our journey, uh, it was crazy
4: it was engagement. Like, yeah, it was like three times the engagement. Anytime it was either a po- like a photo of like Stephanie or like Stephanie and I it was like three times the engagement than like one we would post about like one of our clients or something. And so like, we really started to think about that. We were like, how do we, you know, maybe we need to switch up like what we're doing and how we're putting this out there.
3: Yeah. And there were some obstacles we came across too, just even in photography, there was just some things of just overworking our bodies with photography. Yeah. We had like a I don't know, like 50 photo shoots and so yeah. much editing. And it really made us think like, is this what we want to do for the rest of our lives? Yeah. And like our heart, what our, our heart's telling us? And that's Caleb really told me like, Hey, you know, people are relating to you on Instagram. You need to switch it to your name and have it be Stephanie Rouse. That's Stephanie with an F. And he's like, you need to make it because everyone's connecting with what you're sharing. Yeah. Because I was sharing about, different struggles in my life of feeling, you know, feelings of being unloved and not good enough and voiceless and how, uh, through different ways through faith and through different things that happened in my life that I was able to own a, like have my own voice and realize I am loved and realize I do have a purpose over my life and sharing that with others. And so we switched, it was just over a year ago now that we switched yeah. to my name, which just really allowed us to make a bigger impact because it was that personal connection. And Caleb was still just as much a part of what we did, but it just allowed us to get super personal about who we are. And
4: yeah, and what we're trying to do. And it was crazy because we were doing really well in the photography like area. Like we had connected with so many people and we were like killing it. And then we just were like, you know what? Like maybe this isn't long term. And so we switched it over and I had no problem. Like I was like Steph. You need to make it your name. Like, I don't care. It doesn't have to be about me. Like, they're resonating with what you are saying. We need to make that switch. And that wasn't a problem. And honestly, once we made that switch to making it like Stephanie.Rouse, it just really took off from there. It was really cool.
0: Yeah. That's so interesting that you, you know, you being so in tune to that, because I think a lot of times, and, you know, we kind of, I guess, started to see it in the industry where people would, you know, whatever name, you know, Twirls and Pearls or like whatever the name was that they had for their blog. And then people kind of started going back to their name. So I think that it was, it's really cool that you guys were really on top of that and kind of insightful as to what the audience was. Yeah, it, you know, it was,
4: it took so much education, you know, that was, I think the biggest thing that I noticed is like, I'm super into like, you know, checking all the little things about, you know, our account and our business and just seeing what works and what doesn't. And I'm like, I'm having to explain this way too much. Like, people don't understand the name. Like, we're passionate about the name, and it's kind of still our, like, mission. But, you know, I just felt like it... Once we made that, it was, like, a whole, like, level of not educated people that it took, you know, and we really were able to grow from there. It was Everyone really cool.
3: knew Stephanie Rouse is a person's yeah. name. Like I'm a person, I'm a female. I, you know. you know, they already knew a lot about that just by hearing, okay, it's Stephanie Rouse. And then I, we post pictures still of each other. So, and I say, you know, married to Caleb. And so they can relate to me as a person, me as a female, me as a wife and, you know, so it's, it's been really amazing. And then that allowed us to open the horizons to work with so many more brands. And then ultimately, you know, Caleb finding your podcast and uh, yeah. taking Pitch It Perfect.
4: So yeah. And, it, and I also think it helped with working with brands too, because they weren't confused about what we were doing and what we were, you know, what we represented at all, like it was Stephanie. And I think that made a huge difference when we made that transition.
0: That's amazing. Um, thanks for sharing that and just kind of a little bit of of your takeaway um, with that and, and really kind of how you used your, your niche and your angle of photography as kind of your way to really stand out and kind of more embracing that, I think is really cool. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, I think challenges and mistakes, if you will. You know, you had told me prior to coming on that one of the biggest mistakes that you thought is, um, is not really starting sooner. So what do you kind of mean by that? Because I think a lot of times people, especially those listening to this podcast, they're like, well, you know, I would really love to start X, Y, and Z, but I'm too late to the game or, you know, I don't, I will never be able to gain enough followers at this point or whatever they say, you know, so what would, what would be your, your feedback and your experience from that?
3: Yes. Oh my gosh, we hear that all the time, and we felt that way so much too when we were both teachers together. We kind of saw, you know, I saw these different entrepreneurs, like these women that I looked up to, making it, and there was something in my head. There was part of me that was like, "Oh, I think we can do that." That's like, I we have our own specific voice. We have something, and then there was another part of me that was really acting in fear and just like believing the lies that. Oh, I, like you said, though too late to the game. Or I, what am I going to do? That's different. And there was this kind of like two battling voices inside, and it was really scary. And Caleb touched upon it earlier. Just even the people, you know, even in our lives, in our close circle, just even making fun of the little things we would do. Of you know, posting picture, you know, pictures we were trying to take with our tripod, or just anything. We felt like a resistance, or you know, and we kind of let that get to us. I know we let that get to us too much. And when we decided, Hey, you know what, we're not going to, why are we trying to make our happiness about what these people are saying or these lies that are really toxic and pulling us down. Why don't we allow, you know, what we know that's inside of us. Why don't we get to share that with other people? And I just felt I had loved social media from the beginning, like way back before I went to Penn state for undergrad and it Facebook came out right at the same time. Basically I went to Penn state and I loved it because I could connect to friends all over the world. And I got to do a mission trip in Rwanda and still always get to talk to my friends in Rwanda. And I just loved social media because of that. And I just had such a heart to, Hey, you know, other people might need to hear what I'm learning today. And I can do that through this, this platform. And so I just, me and Caleb, you know, we talked and prayed so much and we just said, okay, let's do it. Let's share this message of, you know, um, allowing people to know that they are loved. They're not voiceless. So a lot of the fears that we faced helping other people, um, get over some of those, those big boundary, you know, those big hurdles. And we, we stepped in. So, you know, I, we said that's our biggest mistake because like, I just wish I would have pushed past that fear yeah. earlier, but I just think, the biggest takeaway is that it's not too late. Like there's still like in, in like how the world is social media is still very new and you know, people, everyone's unique and has unique voice and has something that they can impact other people for the good. If that's where they feel like led to,
0: to do it. All right. That is it for today. Now, are you ready to make more money and impact? If so, head over to juliesolomon.net slash accelerator to learn more about my coaching program and apply. All right. I'll see you again. Same
1: time, same place next week.